0: You are listening
1: to the Tableau Podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Tableau Podcast. This is Tableau, your host. Uh, I am a dad, a rapper. I am a singer-songwriter. I am a podcaster. <laughs> Follow me at uh, Blow by Blow. That's B L O B Y B L O. Uh, on Instagram, and also this podcast at The Tableau Podcast. Okay, so today uh, I wanted to just talk about some of the things that you guys brought up in our like DMs or our Discord. Okay, since something Marvel-related came out, I need to talk about it. So the trailer for uh, Morbius came out. Morbius the Living Vampire. Uh, It's with Jared Leto. And um, a lot of people are like, is this connected to the MCU universe? Because although it's not an MCU film, um, there's like a poster of Spider-Man. And also at the end, Vulture. I'm assuming it's Vulture, Michael Keaton. He comes out. So everyone's like, this must be connected to the MCU. This is a big deal. What do you think, Haru?
0: I think that maybe there's some possibility like Mm -hmm. films of the Disney movie and other movies have some kind of Disney character or, you know, any, like, you know, movie characters in there, mostly Disney, because in Frozen 1, in... Like, I don't
1: know. But, like, it was, like. like It was, like, Anna's Anna's, uh, or Elsa's, like.
0: Elsa's, like, graduation. I don't know. (laughs) Elsa's graduation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Elsa's graduation. (laughs) I like it. I like
0: it. Okay, so. um,
1: At Elsa's graduation (laughs) in Frozen 1. Okay, it's her, like, coronation. she When she becomes the queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, when Anna passes by. Uh Uh-huh. There's Rapunzel uh-huh. walking by.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, Rapunzel. Like you see the back of Rapunzel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like my thought. Mm-hmm. But back to the vampire thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think they wanted to add Easter eggs a little, mm-hmm. and to be fun if you put it on YouTube or mm-hmm. just to you know want them to you know recognize.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: those things that are there
1: that, that is actually very true they're they are putting it in there so that more people talk about it and like put it on YouTube and stuff that yeah. you're, you're right
0: and also in uh, Moana there's a picture of Nemo mm-hmm. and um, once like where the crab comes out mm-hmm. Maui turns into Sven
1: S- from Sven? Yeah. From Frozen? Yeah. Oh.
0: So that's pretty amazing. And I think the movie wants them to like see, like, oh, wow, that was there. Mm -hmm. When we saw the movie, it wasn't there. But Mm -hmm. then from now, we can go back to the theater and see the movie and recognize that there were those things. So I think that's pretty cool. And I think I, that's why they
1: added. I think you're pretty cool. I love you. Bye. Back to the schedule programming. Okay. Volatile state mm-hmm. says Hi, Blow Up by the crew. I'm in the most desperate situation I've ever been, emotional wise. I have just finished a relationship because that person and I are two different. And now I have not been able to normally eat and sleep for weeks. Oh no. Oh wait. I... But the most devastating thing is that this person helped me learn Korean. Her and our lessons were the small things on my list of reasons to wake up. Now everything is gone. When I try to learn Korean on my own, all the memories and feelings make me suffocate and the pain is unbearable. Please. Help me to bring back that groove and motivation. How to overcome this barrier and enjoy learning Korean again. Here, this is There's a lot to unpack here.
2: Yeah. I have questions.
1: Uh, okay. So… This person was in a relationship with someone. It fell apart. But this person was t- teaching her Korean. And now her learning any Korean is reminding her of this person and she is now incapable of learning Korean. So this is a this is like a this is a mix of uh relationship troubles
2: mm-hmm.
1: with with education. <laughs> it's like a it's like a
2: the, the common yeah. the common tension. Well I,
1: I think I think I, I get what Volatile state is saying, you know, like, um, you know, if if the like when you when you are in a relationship and the one of the hardest things is when you are learning something collectively together, or there's a
2: developing a hobby, yeah, or there's a
1: hobby or like you you have a pet together, right? That that is the trickiest thing, right? Because, you you know, you 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 can say goodbye to a person, but There's something so huge that you shared with them that lingers. And especially with this case, you were learning Korean. So I assume that this person was, um, you know, made some progress. And now it's like, you know, you don't want to just give it up, right? Because you've already made so much progress. And there's a lot of hard work, right? With or without this person involved. I mean, the the, the issue of you learning a new skill, you don't want to just give it up because… You know, this person left. Right?
2: That was the advice I was thinking in my head.
1: I mean… But, I was
2: like, learn Spanish! But at the,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Just be be semi-good at every language.
2: Imagine me breaking up with my boyfriend and being like… I never want to speak English again because that's all we spoke so <laughs> yeah, when we were dating. Yeah.
1: That's a good point, Diane. <laughs> Volatile state. That's a good point. Like imagine somebody that only speaks English… Okay, breaks up with somebody that only speaks English.
2: Oh, we used to say, "How are you?" Or together. Or
1: let's say, let's say someone's going out with a with a with a literature professor. Mm. Okay, and then you end up you you stop reading forever because you break up with that person. Yeah. Okay, or somebody that made tacos. Okay, that made tacos broke up with you, so you never eat tacos again. No. <laughs>
2: You silly Billy. No.
1: Not possible. <laughs> you're so silly. What are you talking about? You're just not going to eat tacos again?
2: Undermining her like genuine. Okay.
1: Volatile thing. state. We're not trying to make light of this situation. We understand that you're going through something. But we, we want to help. Like so. Just realize that yeah, you, you need to be able to separate the Korean learning thing from this relationship. Okay. that's Because that's the problem. Right. And she wants to know how to enjoy learning Korean again.
2: What do you mean how?
1: Watch Korean dramas!
2: Teach her something right now so that she will now associate learning something in Korean with you in this podcast. Okay. Teach some like slang that's fun for learners.
1: Teach to learn. her some slang that's appropriate? Like…
2: Yeah. I, it's like… Me, oh, is there no like appropriate Korean uh, slang?
1: I… I… <laughs> wait… <laughs> Many things are coming into my head right now. Uh I'm not sure that I want to teach this person. Oh, Um, Like… Let me think about that. Okay, Okay, let me think about that. You're so nervous. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. I've never been so nervous before. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm on camera. And there's a mic in front of me. I'm so scared right now. Okay. Watch Korean dramas. Okay. How do you think we deal with relationship woes? We we deal with it by watching Korean dramas. That is That's so what all true. of all of us in Korea are doing right now. Okay, because there's enough to go around, and and the plot lines will distract you. Okay, you will forget what you were going through.
2: I I should, we should do an episode about Korean dramas because I have opinions.
1: <laughs> yeah, Korean dramas is a is a good episode. My, we should definitely do. My
2: one. favorite thing about Korean dramas is when it's clear, like you know, like a rom com. Yeah. But then halfway through, it turns into a murder mystery.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know I which psych- one you're talking about. There's
2: multiple that are like you're this.
1: You're talking about Dongbaekgut, right?
2: Yeah, but there's multiple that are like this. Yeah,
1: and there's a lot. It's like,
2: like psychological thriller.
1: Sometimes there there are many that are the opposite. Where it starts off as a murder thriller and then becomes a rom-com. And you're like, huh?
2: <laughs> you're like, You know when your, your, your serial killer stalker sends you a flirty text and you yeah. giggle in your <laughs> bed? <they're> like, <laughs> huh?
1: <laughs> What was happening? And there are some crazy Korean uh, dramas in the past where literally there was a scene I don't I've never I don't really watch too many Korean dramas but there was a scene where the father was shooting lasers out of his eye and <laughs> they actually had CGI of lasers coming out of How his good eyes. Was the this yeah. was in a normal family Korean drama <laughs> thing. And there was a scene where like some some character passed away of a heart attack because they were laughing from watching a co- comedy show on TV. Like literally. Uh- <laughs> That's how the plot was driven. Okay? And um so there are certain Korean dramas that are wacky.
2: You got to watch that. Yeah,
1: they're just crazy like where you don't like you don't know <laughs> how this thing went from like a drama about a family and some problems with like You know, a succession for for like a company. And like all of a sudden, it turns into a sci-fi horror. Like (laughs) madness (laughs) where every episode, someone is getting killed. And you're like, huh? What?
2: Oh my god. And that old grandma who's in every drama is in it.
1: (laughs) See? Volatile State. Did you just realize that you've been listening to us talk about Korean dramas for the last few minutes? And you haven't thought about that person at all?
2: Until just now. Oh, until just now. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But Volatile State… We're hoping that you continue to learn Korean. And there are many ways to do it. Just watch Korean dramas. Listen to Korean songs. Right? And like with with, uh, lyric translations. They're all over YouTube. Listen to some K-pop. You know, watch… And then you'll go down this like rabbit hole of like Korean uh, content. Like, you know, dance videos… Dance videos mirrored. Dance videos at two hundred percent. Dance videos at seventy percent. And then and then you you click and then you're watching Korean variety shows. And then you like click and then you end up on like like Epicai on Buzzfeed talking about their first times. And you're like, what the hell? And then you click on something and you're like watching like some you know some Korean celebrities like in in a in a in a jungle and then you like click on something and then it's like you know what i mean okay wow you'll be distracted enough and also your korean will be developing but you know hopefully hopefully it, it, things get better okay you'll 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 find um solace soon i'm i'm sure of it okay so, I'm looking through my DMs. Do you did you see any?
2: Yeah, any? so I'm on the Discord.
1: Oh, the Discord.
2: Yeah, so under the Table Podcast submissions channel, uh somebody asked, "I have no idea what the context for this is." Remember when Epic High performed for Soul Dynasty? <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, yeah. How they, was it like
2: performing and meeting the lads? And what do you guys think about esports and video games slash playing it professionally in general?
1: Okay, so we were performing at an esports match. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so I'm pretty much… You know, I, I think it's self-explanatory. Did you
2: watch it? Like you watched it, the…
1: We were on stage um, performing like in front of the computers. Was it
2: like their version of halftime show?
1: Uh, yeah. It was, like the, it was like the Super Bowl. Halftime show, but for esports.
2: What game were they? Pl- what game do they play?
1: Um, they were playing some game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they were playing this like really popular game. Yeah. I think.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They were really good. They were really cool. Um, I think they were just as confused <laughs> as we were. <laughs> I think the players were just as confused. But it was it was really fun. Yeah, and like, and e games, you know, like. Esports, I I love, I love anything that is new and innovative, and I love the fact that like video games have become like this televised sport, right? I hope that it's not like other te- other televised sports where like the players are getting exploited and stuff, you mm. know. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that players are making what they should be making, and I hope that um their health is, you know, not just ...physical health but I'm hoping that their emotional health is not being exploited um, for this. But I don't know enough about that industry. Well hopefully none of that is happening. And if so like esports is great. You know? Okay. Like I think I actually was invited to one of the biggest uh, esports events in the States. Um, I think it was with EA Sports. I'm not sure. Um, But I was invited but I couldn't go because I had a show in Korea and After I did that event, I've been getting mad calls from like gaming places and twitch and stuff
2: You gotta work with EA Sports. They gave away a Lamborghini (laughs) No, literally like I should have gone like as like a sponsor gift Like are you kidding me? So there's a youtuber named David Dobrik and he has done like a few videos with EA Sports and they're like oh as a thank you for like talking for doing this event with us we're giving you a f-ing Lamborghini
1: dude they were going to fly me out to like New York i think and then like do, yeah. to do something and but i had i had arrangements here already like I, there was nothing i could oh, do Oh wait you
2: don't drive
1: <laughs> I don't drive i don't but
2: I love the idea of your wife then like being like what am i going
1: to do I'm gonna with this do,
2: Lamborghini she
1: doesn't like Lamborghinis yeah like not that we have them lying around, but like you know what
2: I would like? I would like the idea of you getting a Lamborghini and not, and, like, and being
1: confused as no, as what to do with it.
2: Pointedly not giving it to Two Cuts.
1: Oh yes, <laughs>
2: like being like, yes. what am I gonna do with this Lamborghini? What
1: am, I, what am I gonna do with it? Do I just do I just park it here forever and just look at it? Should I just have it in my house? Two
2: Cuts, what do I do with this? I mean, Two Cuts,
1: like I don't drive, I don't drive, and I don't know anybody that likes Lamborghinis. Okay, I don't know. What do I do? It's a free Lamborghini. What do I do? Do I just let it go to waste? Or should I should I yeah, I should do that, huh?
2: That'd be so mean.
1: <laughs> um Is there any other one yeah. I'm looking through right now and
2: uh this person asked, Do you still write blow note? Blow notes help me get through so much in the past. It's a joy reading them. Hopefully you don't stop writing. Smiley face.
1: Okay, blow notes are like short, like two, three sentence essays, like that I wrote. There's a book um, that came out, and I, I used to do that at the end of. It was my sign off when I had a radio show. Oh. So at the end of every episode, which and this was a daily show, seven days out of the week, right? So this was this was a lot of work, but at the end of the show, I would um, write like this thing, this short phrase, or uh, some sometimes a question, sometimes you know a half answer. Um, that you know talks about different things, and it was some of it was compiled into a book and it was a best selling book. And you know, people have been waiting, and by people, I mean also the publishing house (laughs) has been waiting for the second book, and they've sort of given up now. But they were really hunting me down for a while. (laughs) They're like, because I'm not, I didn't sign for the second book yet, but they. But there was like a
2: you Like know. why wouldn't you? You should Yeah, they're like,
1: why yeah. wouldn't you? It was a bestseller.
2: Yeah.
1: It, it's not like I'm like deliberately not putting out this second book, right? Because definitely I can. I have a lot. Um I can actually just if I wanted to, maybe I'll maybe I'll just do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe I'll just put it out. Um I can. The reason why I haven't is because Okay, so for me, writing a song and writing like a book, writing an album and writing a book are like, it comes from the same place, really. So I have a lot of trouble deciding where a thought belongs, if that makes any sense. Like some of the thoughts that I have, or inspirations, if you will, like I don't know if it belongs in my music or like in written form and um in trying to decide uh i create like a song or in trying to decide like i hesitate and it becomes something that's just piled in my you know like in a shelf and i do have a lot of What could become volume 2 of blow notes. But also another thing happened was after I put out blow notes. um, I'm not saying that this is because of me. But maybe you know I was just ahead of the curve or something. But um, a lot of books have come out that do the same thing.
2: Okay,
1: um, Where it's you know it's a book of short phrases that are that inspire thought. And… Um, I I would go to the bookstore and there's like a section where where my book is. And there's like a ton of other books that are pretty much doing the same thing. Mm. And it's great. It's great that more people are doing it. Um, And definitely there's a huge demand for it, right? And it made me think like, do people really need another book like that from me? Because there are so many options now. Like back when I was doing it on radio, I was basically the, you know, one of the only people doing it. Um, it wasn't a thing at the time. And then when I put out the book, uh, there weren't too many books doing that. And now there are so many. So like, and they're good. Um, all these other people have great thoughts too. So like, do people really need need that from me? Like if I put it out, would I just be… Um, you know, would it just do well because of my name? Mm. you know, like I like to do things where I like to do things where I feel like people need that from me, like for example, with epic high music or or my music in general, like um you know, I might not be like objectively the the best musician technically or whatever, right, but I do know that um. The songs that I put out only I can make them, and i i I don't know of uh, many other musicians that put out songs that are like mine and not saying that mine's better um, uh, there are many many songs that are you know better than mine, but definitely i I feel like I'm doing something that some people really need. And they can only get it from me. And I need to feel that to be passionate enough to to work on it. So I don't know. I might just say this and then go home and then be like, Hey, maybe <laughs> I'll just finish it up. And then give my publisher a call. Yeah, And they'll be happy. They'll be like, Oh, so you're going to promise again?
2: This is your like teasing. Like this is you being like hot and cold. and Be like, do you want it?
1: <laughs> Dude, they've met. They've like hunted me down like physically. They've like shown up at my door and stuff. Oh my gosh. And I've avoided their phone calls sometimes.
2: People like the
1: yeah. written word. And last time I met them, I was like, I really don't know. Okay, I really don't know. Yeah. If I want to. Um. Yeah. Okay, looking through our DMs.
2: People really want you to talk about the Black Widow trailer.
1: I kind of did. Last year, right? At the end of… Uh, I did like I did a short thing on like breaking news. Oh,
2: what's I was that? like did you guys see it?
1: Oh yeah. Um by now, if you haven't seen the break uh if you haven't seen the Black Widow trailer, I mean, what are you doing? Right? Well, come on. You should have memorized it by now. <laughs> you should be able to act it out by now, okay? We just have to wait four more months, right? 4 or 5 more months and it'll be out. I can't wait to see it. And The Eternals is coming out this year. Okay. So again in 2020, I'm talking about Marvel. Again. Uh, but The Eternals with Ma dong My boy. <laughs> Ma dong is going to be in a Marvel film. So I'm waiting for that too.
2: Somebody's making a game about the podcast right now.
1: What are you talking about?
2: Someone about
1: my podcast? Not like
2: a game game, but like uh <laughs> uh somebody so being S Y said, I tried making a maze game like on YouTube, like kind of like a click your own adventure game. Uh-huh. Um, where it's Tablo searching his way through Dive Studios to start its podcast, but he encounters three people, Haru Tukats and Eddie, who's gonna take Tablo's energy. <laughs> Hence, he needs to take coffees to recharge his energy. Can Tableau make it on time to get to his mic? And she's still working out some like kinks to it. But she's making it like via YouTube.
1: Wow. Someone's making a game about the Tableau podcast? Yeah. That's Thank cool. you. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And I know right now a lot of gaming companies… Like game companies are listening right now. And they're like, dude, that's a great idea. Uh, please don't take this person's idea. This is our listener. Okay,
2: it's like, it's like legit. Oh,
1: she's actually making she, it. She's
2: like showing the program she's using to actually make like a maze game.
1: Holy sh- dude, that's
2: is that allowed?
1: <laughs> that's so cool.
2: It's cool, but should it down. Just kidding. Yeah, Just like absolutely kidding. You know what
1: Tucus is going to be saying? Tucus is going to be like, "My likeness." Wait, is my face on there? Because I need to get paid. <laughs> Um, but that game looks legit.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Hey, if 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 you're listening right now, thank you for uh, making this cool thing. And if if you're done, like, if you ever uh, get done, please send us the link so we'll you know play let the, let people know and we'll play it ourselves. Yeah. Um. But I'm. It's funny that you chose how to two cuts and
2: Eddie Eddie taking energy. Yeah, as as
1: the people <laughs> taking energy. <laughs> do um, takes physical energy away from me, right? Just to give you a tip. do takes physical energy from me, but she also, at the same time, like simultaneously gives me psychological energy, right? Like emotional energy. She gives it to me. Um, but because she's so energetic and, you know, like, is young. Is very young. Like, I get physically tired. Two cuts… Robs me of my spiritual uh, or moral, ethical energy. Okay? Um, Eddie just… Yeah. Just… Yeah. He takes my energy.
2: I feel like Eddie for you is like when like your cousins come to visit during the holidays… And you have to like take them around. (laughs) Yeah. Eddie just…
1: You should maybe like… If you're going to add something to the game where like… When they take my energy like… Some like things like pop up. Yeah. Maybe like Eddie is taking like… A percentage of my money. (laughs)
2: That's so funny. Because he calls me… Because you need money to buy coffee.
1: And also he's you know my manager right? And he's like… He calls me his cash cow. So maybe like… Like dollar signs like disappear. Or like go to him. And then two cuts like my soul. Like… My soul is being ripped away. And then like… Um, like how do I just get tired? Like sweat maybe. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. yeah but it would be cool man. Like, like you
2: walk slower.
1: Yeah. I People that make games that… I love games. I, I made a game a long time ago when I was in like elementary school. I went to like this summer um, program at some college. And we used a thing called HyperCard. And it was on uh, on a next computer, which is the computer that Steve Jobs made in between um, him being fired from Apple and then him being, you know, triumphantly back at Apple. So I I remember we made it with HyperCard and I made this like choose your own adventure game. And I fell in love with it. And I wish that like I was a big enough gamer as a kid. To really want to go into it. But my parents didn't… Uh, you know, they didn't really let me have video games. Um, uh, so… Yeah, anybody that makes like games… Here's the thing though. I, I watched this uh, episode of Patriot Act. Hasan Minaj And he did something about the video game industry. And like the mistreatment of the programmers. And that needs to stop. Yeah. Like… Man… People that are making things that… Will eventually bring joy to other people… Need to be able to experience that joy themselves. Right? That's… That's the way it should be. So I'm hoping that like… The the video game industry… You know… Reflects the joy that kids get when they get to play yeah right it's, for all industries actually, I believe that um whatever so, whenever something is being made to be enjoyed needs to be made in conditions where you know the creation of it can also be enjoyed yeah and unfortunately, in all industries that's impossible and you know, here's me like you know i don't I'm not sure where my clothes come from i'm not certain where my devices come from you know and every you know like there's nothing that i i feel like i'm helpless like i I feel like i i can't do anything about it um but it, it is something that i do try to be conscious about you know
2: yeah i always think of uh the animators for the simpsons yeah. Because uh, I used to be obsessed with um watching The Simpsons on DVD but with the commentary on. Like yeah. I watched that more than like the normal episodes. And every time they would come across like a extra complicated looking frame. Matt Grady would be like, I can literally hear the animators yelling at me. For-
1: Dude, The Simpsons did an episode where… Yeah. Like it was like the 20th anniversary or something. Yeah. They did an episode where the in the opening… They showed animators in a cave being like whipped (laughs) to animate. They did it themselves. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. It was like… It was very meta.
2: Well, uh, one of my favorites is that there's this uh, episode where uh, the house… Like the Simpson house like changes. Like it gets zapped and it changes like different things. Uh And um, they were like… So you're watching this like longer extended cut and then extended cut there's a moment where the house turns into like built out of squirrels uh-huh so shit ton of mini squirrels and he goes yeah we um made the animators do this and then we cut <laughs> oh it was in from, from the episode we cut it out it
1: was in the episode this thing
2: yeah in the extended this version this commentary but they were like the, the, the animator's wrists. <laughs> just like imagining making each individual That's squirrel. so meta. And then we fucking decided to not keep it in the episode for time.
1: <laughs> Almost everything that's amazing has some kind of accident in there somewhere. You know? No one intends to like… No one really just intends something and then creates it perfectly. There's always like an accident or like a mishap or something that leads to sometimes a better result. And I love that creative process. I love how certain, you know, amazing creations came out of human error. Uh, But the human error should not be something like suffering or pain um, that is deliberately. You know, induced is what I'm saying. Okay, and here's the thing. You know, um, like I'm, I, I always, I always think about these things, and also uh, tell myself that I'm a hypocrite as well. Mm-hmm. I have a song called Trace in Korean. It's called 추적. It was on my solo album, and the whole song is about this. It's like. Where my coffee comes from. Like where my clothes come from. Where my technology comes from. Where my happiness comes from. And I know some of these things that I have are possibly coming from terrible things. Terrible conditions. Or things that that I would rather not think about. And how that makes me uh, a hypocrite. Or... A part of the problem. And right at the onset of the song. I say it actually. I say you know. I know that I, I need a. I, I actually say I need coffee. But <laughs> um, I know where this coffee might possibly be coming from. Like, Like what things are leading to this coffee being in my hand. But… Overpowering that guilt is my need for the, for the caffeine, right? And I will ask for an extra shot, mm. even though I, even though I'm not sure, right? And, and that's just you know, uh, it's it's a very complicated thing. I, I try to be aware of it. I I try to know where things are coming from and how they were created, but often. I just don't care enough and often like even if I do know there's nothing I can really do about it. That that that's how I feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really complicated. Yeah. For me.
2: Well, um, um the, I I I've read I've been reading a lot of people saying like you know, uh industries who are responsible for producing and being the distributors and they are the ones who control who makes what and how it's made. Yeah. That they like Actively contribute to like campaigns where they make the consumer think it's their fault for making the wrong choice Mm -hmm. so you know the whole like uh, tension about
1: Me being part of the problem. No like
2: reusable straws Uh for example is a really good example of that, right? People are like, oh stop using plastic straws use paper straws save the ocean and then everyone's like well Why are we not talking about whoever the fuck is making? Plastic straws because guess what they're gonna get made Yeah, And they're going to have to go somewhere. Whether you… Random person in this town buys it or not. Mm -hmm. um, Sure, the demand might slightly decrease or something like that. But like you're not looking at the source. You're looking at the person who's like the consequence of that source. Mm -hmm. So like for things like global warming… Individual lifestyle choices can only do so much. And it has to be from like the industry standard. So I wouldn't put that much pressure on yourself?
1: Well, I'm not putting pressure yeah. on myself so much as I'm just I'm just honest about it. Yeah. To like like I I
2: acknowledge yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I I acknowledge it, but I also acknowledge that like you know, I I I'm not like a hero here because as I know these things are happening, even though I know these things are happening, I will still Maybe, I don't know, like unknowingly rock a pair of shoes. Right? Or like a limited edition pair of shoes or something. And I have no idea who made these shoes. Or like how this shoe got to me. Right? Mm -hmm. And I will still be rocking these shoes. Because they're cool. Or they're, you know, coveted. And and like you know i don't know i i think about these things a lot you know but i i'm just i'm not saying i'm honest because i'm an honest person what i'm when i say i'm honest i try to tell myself that you know uh, some of the problems that i see in the world like i know for a fact i'm a i'm a i'm a contributor right yeah and Knowing that allows me to try to be a little more aware, I guess.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? I know that my little life cho- lifestyle choices aren't gonna dr- drastically affect things. But… Um, just… Just knowing about it and maybe like talking about it can.
2: Yeah. It's
1: better than not.
2: Yeah. I feel like it. it's yeah. not happening. Um… Somebody wrote, speaking of coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know how coffees are considered breakfast, right? Do you brush your teeth before or after drinking our coffee?
1: Wait, coffee is considered breakfast? I
2: don't think that's a real thing. Maybe in like certain European countries like Italy or something. But that is not my breakfast.
1: So people will brush their teeth after drinking coffee? Which actually is a good idea because it does color your teeth. Yeah. And right? it's just like,
2: it's like a very… Intense
1: yeah, thing to have on like your coffee teeth. Coffee breath? Yeah. Um, coffee breath sounds amazing.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, um, ma'am.
1: Alright. Uh,
2: do you have to poop after you drink coffee? Because you know there's like a percentage of people where like it really like triggers a poop. Poop?
1: Like, I have to poop after everything.
2: Oh, that's why you're skinny.
1: I, I mean like I eat something and you poop.
2: Like immediately though?
1: Well, not in the same like sitting. I mean like
2: No, literally. That's like a thing people who there's people who drink coffee and it like immediately triggers like they have to go to the bathroom immediately like their stomach will hurt.
1: Uh no. Well, I I will always have enough time to actually make it to the bathroom at least. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's not that immediate, but I do I think I think I digest things really well. <laughs> Both
2: Emotionally intense things. Both, <laughs> both physically and
1: metaphorically. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? My so Matt Might 1990s on our IG says… Uh, Hi. I recently discovered your podcast. Since then, I have been researching on your work. And I am astounded at how you are so eloquent with the English language. I want to know if your uh, studies or your education in, at Stanford has helped you to be the best at your craft. Do you think that time that you spend in college and in your masters has ha- helped you on your journey, or is it just delayed, or has it just delayed the achievement of your dreams? Blessings. Okay, so this question is not about me. It's, it's about, like, does college help? You reach your dreams or does it get in the way? Yeah. Is I think the core of this Are they
2: in like a cause and effect way?
1: Yeah. Well, here's what my thoughts on on college. Um, And these are just my opinions. Okay? These are not facts. These are not truths. And these are not commands. Um, So don't just take my word for it. And don't quote me to fight with your parents. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is… Like I think there are certain things that you need to go to college for, right? Like if you have something in mind that you want to do, there are certain things that you need to go to a school for.
2: A surgeon.
1: Yeah, like a surgeon. (laughs) I, I would really prefer to have somebody that is literally opening me up and then having to put me back together to have gone to school. Right, where they teach this stuff, because it's really hard to not to. Well, it's really hard to learn to be a surgeon, except for a med school, right? So there are certain studies, certain fields that I think college is important for, but um, but like this absolute like thing where like. You have to go to college to get a job. you have to go to college to be successful. I think that's that's like a very outdated way of thinking that's just it's that's that's done okay yeah um honestly, you can learn everything that you need. you can learn from from just reading a lot or just going on the internet It's possible okay it's it's so my theory is that one day because of like school loans and stuff like that and that it's a huge problem right and um one day college campuses will be like you know how you can listen to all music just off the internet mm-hmm. you can listen just stream music yeah but some people like to have lps yeah and some people like to have cassette tapes and just do it the old fashioned way i think that's what college campuses Will become. In the future. Um, I think there are just certain people. That will want to be in the physical space. um, For the experience of meeting other people. That are similar ages. Um, But technically. Anything that they can offer. Education wise. Can be um, achieved. Like without that physical space. So. um, Yeah that's just my thing. And like. The emphasis on like college, well, for me when I was growing up and for people around me and actually for even the young kids right now in Korea, whenever I meet them, you know, they tell me that they are they are really pressured to go to college because it is a prerequisite for success. And, and what is success? And well, yeah. And also like I, I totally disagree with that. Um yeah. There are certain, like I said, there are certain studies where that is true. But uh, many other cases where that is certainly not, not true. And also, like, I am very skeptical of, like, adults telling kids that, you know, like, this is how you achieve success. When you know that, It's coming from just their experiences, right? Which is grounded in the past or at the most the present. Or maybe a few years into the future, right? What I'm trying to say is like… I see a lot of, you know… A lot of parents tell their kids… Like really young kids… You need to learn this and this because you will need it later in the future like you need to learn this language you need to learn these skills because the world is becoming global and stuff like this and 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 there whatever they say after because is already outdated it's (laughs) it's already been the present for a long time the world has all has been global for a very very long time okay and usually the developments that they anticipate are things that, are, that have already happened or are happening, right? My thing is that we need to educate kids based on what we imagine the next 20 years will be like. Like what, what the world will be like 20 years later. Okay? We, we can't base it on what we see right now. Yeah. Because these like little kids that are in like preschool and like elementary school… The world that they're going to be living in is like 20 years later. Right? Yeah. And parents… I I wonder if parents who do this have really researched to see what the world might be like 20 years later. Yeah. Right? What the playing field will be like. And if… Only if they have really done… Done… think Like critical thinking about that can they really say what their kids need to do or must do because that often involves them not doing something else right that that often involves them sacrificing some other thing that they could have learned um for this future that they talk about does am i making sense
2: yeah well i i feel like Even like not even just like making predictions. If you learn like certain social skills, that like for example, being in a environment like college does help cultivate.
1: Yeah, it could.
2: Like, well, what I'm saying is like being able to adapt. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Being, you know, I'm talking about if things don't go your way, what's plan B? What's plan C? What's plan D? Can you think in a way? Or whatever the next 20 years is. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Because you are positioned mentally in a way where it'll be okay no matter what. Yeah. And you'll see opportunities for what it is. Rather than being like, well that's not what I projected. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna like close an eye to it. Rather than be like, oh, I didn't think this was gonna happen. But it's an opportunity. And I might as well.
1: Yeah. Like, just… Critical thinking, social skills, right?
2: Yeah. It's very, I feel like, um, not addressed as much as it should be. (laughs) It it it
1: should be the most important thing, actually. It should be the most important thing. Um, And these are just like my opinions. You know, these are just Diane's opinions. Like these are our opinions. I'm not saying that this is fact. And I'm, you know, I might be proven wrong. But uh, what I'm saying is like, for example, okay. This is something… That is possibly a little controversial. But you know how schools across the board… Like elementary schools or middle schools or even high schools… I don't know. But they don't allow phones, right?
2: Yeah, but like… what? It's like kids get away with it
1: Okay. Well, I'm not just talking about the policy of of having no phones in school. But like uh, I see like a lot of parents tell their very young kids… Um. To not uh, some parents actually don't allow them to use phones at all,
2: uh-huh.
1: right? Because it's it's bad for them, guys. Because it there's it's a gateway to a lot of you know
2: things they can't control.
1: Yeah, things they they can't control. And and yes, it's true. There's a lot of bad content, and this could be the portal to that, right? Mm-hmm. But okay, I I. I, I i see like this this thing okay basically the modern world right now whether or not we like it the phone and this and the computer and these devices plays an instrumental role okay of course there's a lot of bad content and scary content but It's also a gateway to things that are not like that, right? And if right now we are all using this to run our businesses, um, our financial situations are all handled by this. um, Our interactions, um, you know, everything that is in the world right now is taking place here. And to to teach young kids that to teach young kids various disciplines that are mandatory and prerequisites to success in the future mm-hmm. but at the same time preventing them from learning how to use the phone
2: yeah.
1: and and the internet in a responsible and beneficial way
2: and like how do to- yeah. The perspective
1: S- seems to me like a very contradictory thing to do, because one thing is for sure, we don't know if, um, for example, some of the math that they're learning, or back when when I was a kid, they they spent so much time teaching us cursive writing, right, which no one uses now. It's not even being taught anymore, right? Because it's it's un- they've deemed it unnecessary, yeah, right. Um we don't know if that's going to be relevant 20 years later, but we definitely know that even 20 years later, computers and these devices and the Internet is going to be there. Mm-hmm. right? Why not how can you teach this, these kids to, to be masters of it without putting one in their hands? Yeah, Without putting a phone in their hands, right? How can we teach them? To be able to self-filter um, what is good and what is what is not so good. Um, if they, they don't get to try it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like… Yeah, there's just something that like… Really something that I think about a lot. Yeah. Because… There's a, there's a lot of articles that are like… You know, kids and phone usage… It's like just bad. Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, I need to prep this kid for the future. I need to… I Okay. So here's what I think kids need to learn. They need to learn financial… Like financial… Not just financial responsibility. But they need to be able to know that they can understand finance. Oh yeah. Okay? The thing about finance and like money is that… They will go out of your way to… They, they will go out of their way to convince people that it's it's very difficult to understand. Right? Because that gives them control over you. Right? And really, I I was like that too. Like, I was able to make money. But I was not able to understand how to maintain this money or how to use this money or how to save this money or how to you know like because it's complicated so you go to somebody like you go to a financial advisor you go to an accountant you go to somebody because you don't understand it and then you do things that the bank tells you to do you do things that like a fund manager tells you to do you do something that like somebody that studied economics in college tells you to do Mm -hmm. right even though they're not professional yeah because you feel like you you don't know anything and it's been designed that way so that you know the people on top can ma- maintain control and i think kids from an early age need to be taught that way more than geometry okay yeah way more than calculus yeah okay like, well, I, you
2: know, you they use calculus and finance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but
1: what I'm saying is, like, in real life situations, right? Like, they need to know how to um, protect themselves, like, financially. Yeah. And then, um, I believe that, like, emotional, um, like, any anything that can pr- help them protect themselves emotionally, needs to be a very big part of the curriculum. Right, because we're living in a world, and this this is you know in connection with the technology that I'm talking about, where more and more we we are vulnerable and open to um, attacks on, on our emotions, and I think that needs to be a very big part of the curriculum. And what else, like technology, okay, the tools, right? when we had when we had this just discovered fire, right? Wouldn't you want your kids to know how to build a fire? Right? Yeah. Let's say fire was the new thing, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to teach wouldn't the first thing you want to teach your kid be to build a fire so that they can stay warm, so that they can ward off like, you know, they they can have predators like run off to not attack them, like To be able to cook their meat so that they won't, you know, they won't die from eating it. Like, that's the first thing you would teach your kid. Hey, there's this fire thing. Here's how to make it. And so technology, um, just how to protect their emotions, like finance. I mean, these are the things that need to be way more emphasized. And I mean from like an early age.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? They need to know how to be happy. And to how to maintain that happiness. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't see that happening at all. Like I don't see um, the the education… Like what the curriculum being any different from the curriculum that I experienced. Or any different from the curriculum that my parents experienced. Or, their, or my grandparents' experience, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like pretty much, things have been the same way for a long, long, long time now. And, and I, I think a lot of it is because parents and educators are afraid of change. Okay? They're afraid of um, change, first of all. And secondly, they're not well-researched or passionate enough about the future that they're… Kids can possibly be living in. Right?
2: I also think straight up. Most education systems lack resources. To make those fundamental changes. Because then you have to do different kind of hiring. Sure. Different materials. And like. I don't know about Korean schools. But US schools have no money.
1: I'm actually not talking so much about the school system.
2: Yeah. Just about like. As children grow. As a society. what Because
1: I feel a lot for teachers and stuff. And like. And people that are in the business of teaching kids, you know, they're they're underpaid. Um, you know, resources just aren't there, right? Yeah. But I'm saying, just as like what what we could do as parents, right? Like we need to we need to really imagine the future that these kids are going to actually be living in, as opposed to whatever um, future we have decided will be because of our experiences yeah like if you force your kid to spend the first 15 16 17 years of their lives just to go to a good college if you force your kids that right if you force them to just study and study and study to go to a good college are you really certain that by the time they get there are you are you 100 sure That if a kid is born right now and 18 years is spent where this kid is sacrificing joy and happiness and, you know, imagination to study, study, study to go to college. Are you sure that in 18 years from now, college is going to be that relevant? Like, can you guarantee me that college will be that relevant 18 years from now? No. I I can… I'm not so sure, right? Yeah. So… Why make your kid spend their entire lives preparing for something that won't be there? That could possibly not be there.
2: Yeah. Mindset and social skills. That will never expire. Like I'll say this right now. I know a lot of people especially that listen to this podcast and like you, Tableau. They really like art. The arts and entertainment. And Mm -hmm. as someone who, um, you know, as of late is really… Like in charge of like putting together groups of people to work with. Um, Even since when I was like a PA. You would hear like… I don't give a fuck how good you are at this and that. I have to be able to stand being in a room with you for more than 12 hours at a
0: time. Mm -hmm.
2: Because at the end of the day… Anyone can you know put a camera on sticks. Anyone can go get coffee for people. Right? It's about someone who can read the room… Who has good social scares… Scares? (laughs) Skills? Mm
1: -hmm. Who… Some people are doing social scares.
2: (laughs) Um, Spooky. And you know like… That's what's going to set you apart. And that's not necessarily something you get a degree for. Mm -hmm. Like… Whether it's the kid who went to USC for cinema. Or the kid who went to junior college for psychology. But like as a hobby likes camera… If one or the other has a better time and can do the same thing… Mm-hmm. I really don't care where you went to school. I don't care what you married Yeah.
1: To. That's actually… So go, going back to what this question was… Um, from
2: Matt Might
1: Matmite1990s. Yeah. So uh, did college help you on your journey? Or did it just delay the achievement of your dreams? I think my personal answer would be that… So… A lot of people say, you studied literature, you studied writing um, in school, in college, you got a master's. So like, how does that help your writing? Right? Or like, how does that help your career? It must help you to write like really good song lyrics and stuff like this, right? It's very surface. But here's the thing. Like, I don't know what other kids in my… Major like that were in the classroom with me I don't know what each individual learned But I can guarantee you that all of us learned something different From the exact same courses Right? I went into that place um, With with what I wanted to do in mind And what I learned from literature Was that I, I learned about like Just morality And also how complicated that is And how good and evil is is so, so, so very complicated, right? And that, that if you study like hundreds of years of literature, that's what literature is. It's, a, it's philosophy, right? And it's also so, social studies. Um, it's, you're learning about people in different situations, different times, different laws, different rules, different beliefs, um, different fears. And you try to make sense of something in your head where you're like, Okay, this thing that I thought was horrible, wasn't horrible. And this thing that I thought was great, wasn't great. You know, you need to make some, some decisions for yourself, right? And what you get out of your studies is what you get out of your studies. It's mm-hmm. not it's not what's force-fed. So for me… um. It helped me to understand other people is what I mean. Yeah. That's the one skill that I think I have benefited greatly from. Um, I can make music that speaks to other people because I understand what they are feeling. Like I understand what, what scares them. I understand what uh, delights them. And because of that, I can create songs that… Speak to them. Yeah. Podcasts… I can I can speak to people about certain things… And have discussions… And, and sometimes be wrong… And it's fine because it's a discussion… And I'm able to do that… Because I understand people… Right? And literature… Studying literature helped me understand… A, a huge number of people across t- times… That I otherwise could not possibly… You know… Do right, yeah. and that that's helped me. Yeah, that's literally helped me in my career. But was college the only way for me to get that knowledge, or did I not know these things when I before college? No, no, yeah. no. Like these are things that I was interested in when I was you know in middle school and stuff.
2: Yeah, college helped me because um, it helped me uh, to underage drink when I was twenty.
1: Yeah, it helped me to like eat twelve Krispy Kremes. In one sitting, thinking that that's a good idea. And then puke in the parking lot. It helped me do that.
2: Guys, learn Gaelic like I did for a year.
1: You learned Gaelic? I learned Latin. Yeah. I'm not in college, but I learned Latin but when like, I was in I, middle school.
2: But I like use that to my benefit in like random ways. Literally like just think of college if you have to go and you feel pressured to go. You're going to go through it. Think of it as a way to make yourself the most interesting person in the room. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to take fucking Gaelic. I was the only Asian, like, non-white person in my class. And um, I happened to try to go to this, like, Irish pub in the West Village in New York. And the staff was all, like, Irish immigrants, like, works working in New York. And I said something in Gaelic to them. And they were like, you can come here whenever you want. Oh, really? Like, just tell them you're with blah, blah, blah. And, like, they won't even ask for your ID. And I was like… I took Gaelic. I didn't even know it would benefit me in this way. (laughs) Did
1: did you know that I uh, took a course in archaeology? How was that? Um, So it was like a summer course at NYU.
2: Oh yeah? Archaeology? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was in New York for like working on some film. Yeah. And uh, I took a course in archaeology. And (laughs) you know… That's not going to really affect my life in any way. Yeah. But if ever I meet an archaeologist, I mean, I can just… T- I can say this.
2: Yeah. And like I think that like it, it's like little bricks, right? That make up who you are and like lend you your perspective. So as long as you like… If, if you feel like you're forced to and you have to go because of this and that, fine. But then like make it your own.
1: Yeah. It would be great if no one was forced to go.
2: Yeah, if, cause in the then the concept of college is amazing. Four yeah. years to live wherever the f- you want and yeah. just be like a complete.
1: In an <laughs> ideal world, everyone will will go to college because they choose to, or they want to, right? Because, man, these loans, student loans, yeah. I mean… Oh yeah.
2: Cost versus benefit. You can go to a university that won't bankrupt you and learn lots. Meet great people. Don't think the name, the price tag means anything about your future. I went to school for free. So that's the only reason I got to have my experiences.
1: Like… And also, like… If you are good at something… Like if you feel like… If you you are like… If you can feel it in your heart that you're good at something… And you're deciding between that and college… Dude, just… Just do it. I mean like… Why? Well, why?
2: We're in a generation where people are afraid to call their own dentist. So I… <laughs> so I I think one of the biggest things that I had instilled in me growing up… Is uh, thanks to my older brother… That I wish like more of my friends had learned. Which is like… I would tell my brother like… Well I don't want to do that. And he'd be like, why? I'm like… Because I don't, I don't know how. He's like, then figure it out. And I went, oh…
1: That's
2: literally it. It's like, oh, figure it out.
1: You mentioned dentist. But the only time that like (laughs) um, someone for me like someone's degree or whatever matters is is (laughs) when I go to a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Or like I'm sitting in a doctor's office. You know how like every doctor's office has their degrees like…
2: Oh, that's when you feel amazing. (laughs)
1: And… They have their degrees on the wall. They always do, right? In a very visible place because it's basically like their license almost, right? Well, that
2: degree cost them like $300,000. So they
1: always have it on display like in the most visible wall. Visible like corner of the wall or something. And every time I'm in one of those offices and I'm like fearing for my life, right? Am I okay? Am Am I in the right hands? And I look at their degrees and I'm like, thank God. I think, I think they know what they're doing.
2: Imagine if you never actually read the fine print. Like what the degree is for. And Dude, it turns out it was like…
1: Archaeology. It was like
2: a degree in like…
1: Degree humor
2: in, journalism.
1: <laughs> De- degree in TV comedy.
2: Mine? <laughs> that's my degree.
1: De- yours is in TV comedy?
2: It's in um, TV comedy… Uh, writing and producing for TV comedy.
1: Okay. Let's say that that's what it said on my dentist
2: but- <laughs>
1: wall, right? Or Or acting.
2: They they the door, the door opens while you're waiting and there's a laugh track.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> 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 sitcom doctor. I go, I go to the one hospital where they had a sitcom doctor.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't know why we went so deep into the world today. Yeah. Um but again, everything I said today might be proven wrong. Right? The fact though is that I don't know. That's the important thing. Yeah, that's the one thing I can proudly and confidently say. Well, not proudly, but confidently say. Uh, I don't know. And more people should be okay with saying that. Like, I don't know what the future is going to look like. I don't know what these kids need to to you know survive in the future. I, I don't know what… Is the prerequisite for success. I don't know what success is. Or what it should be. But there are too many people. That pretend to know. And will tell you. And will force you into. Situations that are uncomfortable. And situations where. You know. Into into loans. Into debt. Because they. Pretend to know. Something, you know, and I, I, They don't I can promise you that they don't okay. Nobody knows what's gonna happen later. No, nobody knows the answer so Yeah, if anyone comes to you acting like they do, please be aware that they are most likely a fraud <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll see you next week on the Tableau podcast